It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, a Wednesday night devotional. I'm here with Pastor Charlie Eastman. And I'm here with Pastor Jonathan Malone. <laughs> I like how we, I, you like what I did there? I made us introduce each other. That was great. And I was going to say the pastor, but I, I, where, what's your title now? Are you still in flux or can we say anything official yet? Hey, by the time this comes out, I am the minister of the Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro. Oh, that's... Praise God. Oh, that's so great. That it is has just, happened. Good. Yep. And, so, I, and just... I'm on the clock, and I'm generating content, and I'm yeah. happy to be a part of this going forward. That's great. And, and I'm, I am still, at the time that this gets heard, I, am, I continue to be the pastor of the First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Well, you assume. That's true. We hope. Yeah. There might be a we meeting... We have no reason to think that you're not still the pastor <laughs> of First Baptist at the time of the airing that, of this episode. Boy, that would be something, huh? If there was a meeting between the recording and then the airing of this episode, and I found out that the locks <laughs> to my office have been changed. You come into the first meeting back, Pastor, can you leave the room? <laughs> like forever? <laughs> Oh boy. boy, we we laugh, but there are churches that have done things like that. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, well, it's Charlie. It's good to be here with you again. I trust you you're doing well. well. I am, and you, yep. and yours. Yeah, doing good. doing as well as we can be. We have we've been having some great weather finally. That's right. I had a lovely hike with my family yesterday in the Rentham State Forest here in Massachusetts. I thought of you a oh, few nice. times. The trails were so flooded, we felt like we were fjording them at some point. Oh, points. I love that. It was fun. Yeah. Until the last, we were on the last half mile of the trail. Yep. I looked down at my phone because someone had texted me, and I rolled my ankle oh, so no. hard, I went down like a sack of potatoes. Ugh. Ugh. So... Sorry. I'm in an ace bandage, and I've done ice and compression and all that fun stuff, but it was just the perfect storm of, <laughs> darn me, I'm such a dummy. I've, You know, there's been so many times where I'm trying to do two things at once when hiking, like I'm trying to get the straps on my pack and walking, and I just take a nice fall, and I'm like, <laughs> why don't I just stand still, do the thing, and then walk again? Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a Emily Dickinson poem, Because I Could Not Stop for Death, it, Death it, Kindly it Stopped for Me. For, yeah. These aren't deaths, but they're certainly moments of deep humility. <laughs> yeah. Folks, stop what you're doing when you need to do something else. Don't try to walk and chew gum at the same time. Amen. Step, yeah. chew, step, chew. That's The walking gum chewers are on the path to just perdition. Perdition. The me. path to perdition is paved with walking and chewing. That's right. I think Don't that's from it. Proverbs, isn't it? It's not, but I, I appreciate <laughs> your willingness to create scripture. I understand that's a thing now. That's going to be what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> scripture. It's a premonition. Well, let's, uh, let's share a little bit of, of news. I, I actually don't have a lot of news to share for the First Baptist family. Uh, How did your collection go? You were doing collections for the food bank. Oh, that went really, really well. Uh, we good got, to hear. We had a good, good collection that would go towards at least two or three food pantries. Uh, and we collected a lot of masks for the hospital in the Dominican Republic, and we're going to be mailing oh, those out good news. probably tomorrow. Good news. Yeah, yeah, and it's... That is awesome. Yeah, it, yeah, it was so good. People really just turned up, and we're going to keep doing food drives, you know, at least once or twice a month, 
And and partially it's because I miss all of you, and I really enjoy being able to see you face to face, even if you're sitting in a car and I've got my mask on and <laughs> I'm outside the car. But it's still drive something. by fellowship. Yeah, Isn't that's that what it's called now. That's what we were doing. But I mm-hmm. that went really well, and uh, we we had Bible study again on Wednesday, eleven thirty to twelve thirty. So by the time you're hearing this, we already had it. It was amazing. Of course it was. It was amazing. It was amazing. With those folks together, how I'm, could it not be? Right? It, um, I've been saying it a number of times, but that Bible study class, before we had this pandemic, um, they had this real gift to uh, derailing whatever I wanted to talk about with these brilliant, brilliant <laughs> questions. And I will tell you, the technology has not hindered their ability to derail whatever it is I'd like to talk oh, about with them. just fantastic questions. Them. Great. Yeah. That, those are the Bible studies I learned the most in. Yeah. The ones that I get to prepare and deliver kind of uninterrupted like a lecture, uh, rarely do I get any insight. Yeah, and they're no fun. No. Less <laughs> less fun anyway yeah, for me. Yeah, less fun. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we'll have worship on Sunday, and we're going to have our, our fellowship cafe coffee hour afterwards. Give me about 15 minutes to be able to get everything set up after the worship service ends. Um, we'll continue to do that. Otherwise... We're just plugging along right now. We're going to have a bit of an easier week, which I think we need. Everyone's been working hard, which has been great. Great. Sounds good. Well, I'm, of course, beginning to ramp up at Pilgrim Church. Yeah. So we are, uh, we've got recorded um, worship materials. The, the virtual worship service, as they call it, is going to go out, um, I think, Sunday morning, maybe Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday morning, we're going to have a live stream, video stream, from the sanctuary. Great. I'm going to be in the building at Pilgrim <gasps> Church, which is something folks have wanted. Yeah. They've wanted to get back inside their building for so long. So I'm mm. going to be a part of that, and I'm going to have communion um, in that worship space. It's not typically the second Sunday of the month would not be a communion Sunday at Pilgrim, right. but this Sunday, because it's my first Sunday, um, Chris, the chair of deacons, and the other deacons thought they'd, they'd really like me to, to be able to do communion. So... We're going to share That's that special great. moment live for video, and then we're going to have a coffee hour afterwards as well, nice. from, I think 11 to 12.30, if I'm not mistaken. That's a lot so. of coffee to drink. <laughs> I'm up for it. Well, I'm ready for the coffee yeah, challenge. So, Charlie, last... The coffee challenge. Can you drink coffee for an hour and a half? <laughs> yes, I That's, can. So, last week, we had we had communion, and uh, at the Malone house, we made two loaves of challah bread. Oh, nice. And uh, we still have some left, and Charlie, I'd like to give it to you for your communion service. As a gift. Oh. Well, thank All you. All we need to do, because I can't cross state lines right now, if you could just right. drive south just to the border, like to the Boroughville area, and I'll stand mm-hmm. on the other side, and I'll just throw the loaf at you across the state border, if that, if that works for you. I like it. For a sweet loaf of challah bread, it would be worth it. It would be worth it, wouldn't it? Mm. All right, we'll talk after. Yes, this. we'll we'll <laughs> figure it out. Because otherwise, we'll we'll put this out, and then all kinds of people will show up to catch challah. You know, right? It'll be the great challah toss. The great Halachiv of <laughs> <laughs> nicely done, twenty twenty. <laughs> nicely done. <sighs> so bread occurs in scripture a lot, doesn't it? It does. Nicely done, Jonathan. Let's talk about scripture because we are people of the book, and yeah. we love scripture. Even though we're in New England and people call us the frozen chosen, we know right. we have a Bible. We know it matters. It so does. we wanted to dig in a little bit today. Yeah, and I think you know. Yeah, we. You know, I like the pat the the topics we've been doing throughout these devotional. Um, but last week we alluded to scripture, and I think it is good to say how can we look to scripture um, as a, a an enduring source of comfort, of direction, of um, discipline, of education. It's hard. To, I can't even bring it to just one word to describe it. I agree, which is great. And, 
and and I think I think it's also important for our folks to to be reminded. I mean, sometimes people think the Bible it's generally bigger than a lot of the other books we read. It's mm. more dense, has more pages by by volume. It's a it's a it's a heavy book. Yeah, and that heaviness gets mistranslated into it's heavy and hard to understand. And I think one of the things that that people get confused about is is what to do with Scripture. Right. What to do with it. So, Jonathan, what do you do with Scripture? You have a Bible in front of you. Right. What do you do with it? Well, it, it's hard for me. Um, it's hard for me to summarize it quickly. Here's one of the challenges. Yeah, I know. What do I do with it? Well, if I have a table that's wobbly, I use that to kind of level. No, I don't. I don't do that. Um, one of the benefits and one of the challenges of having a seminary level of education means that <laughs> we've learned a lot of the behind the scenes about the Bible. We've kind of broken the naivete that many have when approaching Scripture, and that naivete can be wonderful because uh, you don't have the cynicism That's that right. that um, folks like you and I tend to have if someone says, well, hmm. I, you know, I, I go ahead and I just read Paul's letters, and our first response is like, well, which ones are really Paul's letters? Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> you know, that's not fun. That, that's, that's not even a nice... It's not always inspiring. Right. Some people are, are inspired by that method of Bible study, but for me, it's not the best. So, it, but I think the benefit we have is we understand... We, we've had a little bit of, a, of an introduction into the diversity of the genres of the writing that we find in Scripture. So, so we know that if I'm going to... You don't just close your eyes, open the Bible, drop your finger and say, this is what God wants to say to me. It's a time-honored method, but it's not an honored method. That's right, right. Because, yeah, we know if we end up falling into Numbers or Malachi, oh, it's going to be a tough <laughs> ride. <laughs> it, it's going to be a tough ride. Could be difficult to find relevance outside of a very judgmental, um, bleak right. tone. Yeah. So, so for me, I, I, do, I start to say, I think when I approach Scripture, I say, where am I right now? And what do I know about Scripture would speak to where I am right now? Okay. You know, so let's say, you know, I, I, I do want to say that pretty much the whole Bible's good. You could, you're, you're going to be fine with all of it for the most part. I, I, was, I was telling Charlie off, offline earlier before this, and this is the only joke I have, because there's no joking matter about Scripture. Ah. Nice. Um, if you're to not, if I was to suggest what not to read at this time... Don't read the second half of Daniel, and definitely don't read the book of Revelation. <laughs> you just, you don't need to do that to yourself. Yeah, well, there, there are churches that are doing only that right now. Right, so yeah. I, I appreciate your mentioning that those aren't necessarily the most inspiring parts for folks in crisis. Yeah, yeah. And I totally agree. You, you've totally buried the lead on my question, though, Jonathan. Oh, sorry. What was your question again? What do you do with the Bible? You've alluded to it, but you haven't said the word, and, and of course, oh. you open it. You oh. read it. Uh, you read the Bible. That's how you interact with the Bible. When Jonathan and I are getting ready to prepare a sermon, we are reading yeah. our Bibles again. We are we are getting into it and reading it. And then sometimes we're doing things with what we're reading. We're asking questions. We're reflecting. And I guess one of the things I want to encourage folks at home to consider is when you come to Scripture and you open a particular book, let's say you opened to Genesis, just as a... Let's just say. Grab one out of thin air. In the beginning, Genesis. Um, open the book. One of the mistakes we sometimes make is we try to read so much 
at once that we get overwhelmed. Mm. So for instance, if you were to open to the book of Genesis and you were to start scrolling through, you'd see, you know, God creates the world and and then creates Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve come into the world. And then other people start showing up in the in the narration and, and there's other characters that names that are difficult to pronounce and some that aren't. And eventually you get to this chapter six. And in cha- chapter six, there's uh, God is discovering there's wickedness on the land, and you get this name that becomes familiar and memorable for most of us, Noah. Noah right. has appeared. And from chapter six all the way through seven, there's this long description of what Noah goes through and does and what the world is facing and all this stuff. Right. And, then, and then finally, in chapter eight, there's a moment where it says the flood subsides. Right. And if I was looking for inspiration in the midst of crisis, if I'm in it, if I know that we haven't flattened the curve and the arc of Corona is still rising, I want to find something that gives me even an artificial light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I want hope. I want to know that there's a reason that I'm striving towards something. Um, and if you can hear singing in the background, apparently one of my very talented, vocally empowered children is is singing at top volume behind me. So chapter eight, the flood subsides. And if you pay, go even further ahead, I'm looking at chapter eight, verse 13. And it says, I'm reading from the New Revised Standard. That's the it kind says, that Jesus prefers, just by the way. Okay. <laughs> In the 600th first year, so it's year 601, Mm -hmm. in the first month, on the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked and saw the face of the ground was drying. Mm. In the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. And then God said to Noah, here comes verse 16, go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives and you. There is an end to the flood. Yeah. There's a moment where all of creation has been drowned except for what Noah has taken on the ark with him. And of course, except for the things that can survive in a flood. Right. And, And there is an end to this suffering and there is a new beginning. And this moment in in Genesis chapter 8, I just read you verses 13 through, where did I stop? 16? Um, 13 through 16. Yeah. Take a small little passage like that, and when you get to the end of that little bit, 13 through 16, stop. Mm-hmm. And just sit for a minute, and just experience that, that moment of relief. And then maybe go back and reread just that little passage several times. And one of the, one of the tricks I have when I'm getting a sermon ready, and we know you're not preparing sermons at home, but if you were to, my, my rule of thumb in honor of uh, 12 enough, the podcast is I read every passage that I'm going to preach on 12 times. And every time I read it out loud to myself, these 12 times, I I start to make little notes like, Mm. what did it look like? How did it feel? How is this like my life? Just just start interacting with it that way, asking yourself questions. Keep rereading a small piece of scripture. And to me, that is a yeah. it's a powerful tool. You know what's happening then? Mm. This is different than saying, what is God saying to me? And um mm. or, and, you know, specifically, or you know, what do I need to learn from this? It's really saying, 
where am I in this story? Yes, that's exactly it, Jonathan. That's and it. that's yeah, and that's a very specific approach to to scripture that I think mm-hmm. you and I favor. Yes. Um, instead of saying here's what the words say and here's what it means, you say where are we yeah. in the story? I, I prefer not to tell the people what they're supposed to think about the story. Right. I know that is a thing in a lot of sermons and a lot of places. Tell the people what they think, but I'm not a fan. Yeah, but I do like it when you tell me what to think because it makes my life a lot easier. <laughs> I just want you to be want to be clear about that. Fair enough. But yeah, that so and and I think you can take that all throughout scripture at varying degrees. Sometimes what's happening in the story is not at all where we are. That's true. And that's true. And so it just won't speak to you in the same way at that moment. But where we were as five-year-olds is different than where we are as adolescents, as um, in our 20s, Ideally. Mi- middle age, in the yeah. third part of our lives. So we're, we're looking for growth, people. Yeah. So it should be <laughs> we're changing. We're looking for growth. I mean, I was just thinking, I, let's take, for example, if we were to look at another part of the Bible, I don't uh, know. Perhaps let, the New Testament? Yeah, as if we were to, to go to the, Right. If that, and let's say maybe Paul's letter to the Romans. Romans. So from Genesis all the way to the Romans. Let's go Genesis all the way to Romans, because after Romans, I start to lose track of what book comes when. <laughs> okay, I, then I have a challenge for you. Yeah. I brought a scripture from Genesis chapter 8. Have you got something from I, Romans chapter 8? Well, let's see. What if I read this? I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. That's good. And and it goes on to say that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. A little bit further, for in hope we were saved. I want to be there for that. Yeah. So this is Romans. I'm up for that. That was 18, and I jumped around a little bit, 18 through 20. Five, but also read 26 and 27, because that's one of my favorite parts of Romans, okay. where so the Spirit intercedes. But yeah, but there's another thing about, we're in this time of suffering, this time of difficulty, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. glory will be and is about to be revealed. Yeah, I need that right now. That is yeah. a perfect passage. And I think you have to tie it in even with all creation, really speaks to where we are right now, because this is... You know, this virus is a part of creation itself. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is us. Yeah. And we so are in a, it. There's a groaning that's happening by all creation, and that God hears this groaning, and, and there's a good thing that's going to be revealed, that's about to be revealed. It's when, hopeful. That's right. When we were talking about this passage before, I was thinking, what if you were someone who was going to worship a church week after week, and you are reciting the things you're supposed to recite, and you're doing the motions the same way you do them every time, and it started to feel stale, mm. and you were feeling bogged down in worship, and you weren't being as inspired, and suddenly this crisis comes, and everything is turned on its head, and no one can meet corporately for worship anymore. Mm. Suddenly the thing that we were bored of or frustrated by is, is snatched away from us, and we don't we can't experience it anymore, and we have to make new worship. And so your ministers dutifully go online and try and become <laughs> not pastors, but content creators. And now we're trying to create online worship services that are meaningful and, and, have, and give you some sort of a, a feeling or experience or inspiration. Right. And, and I wonder what worship will look like 
when we come back together again. Yeah. Could, could we maybe set aside decay and the ruts that we may have gotten into? Not, not everybody's in ruts in worship, but, but if we were, could we set aside those things that no longer served us and learn a new way together to give glory to God and to, to inspire each other? I'd, I, this Romans passage is getting me fired up, Jonathan. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's, it's not saying we're going to go back to the old ways. Exactly. It's saying we're, we are emerging into something new where the glory of God to be revealed to us, the revealing of the children of God. That's, uh, yeah, some beautiful stuff. And it does give hope that what's going to happen next is going to be so great. Mm -hmm. It's going to be just so great. So that's just two examples. That's right. There's there's many other chapter eights in many other books of the Bible. In in fact, I want to encourage our listeners between now and next Wednesday to read chapter eight of every book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe not. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for spreadsheet action here. <laughs> feet to the fire. I want to see some Excel work going. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm not going to do it because... <laughs> of course not. Yeah, um, I'm still working. I, I can't... I'm not really good with spreadsheets, so that's, that's not my forte. Uh, but, you know, those who are mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, those who just need something to do, this, this would be a great project for you. And, and please accept that it was a completely arbitrary choice on our part. And, yeah. and really, there are many other chapters in all the other books you could focus on if it made you feel good. Right. And there's no way I can figure out how to make eight a holy number. I, I've been thinking about it, and there's nothing I can... I oh, can't... Good. There's no numerology I can... Okay. I can then but, we'll let it go. Yeah, I think the thing is to open up the scriptures, to read them... So open them, read them, find yourself in the story. Please yeah. always read the bigger context. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I, let me add yeah. a quick caveat. Yeah. I, I said go for the short passage and just look for how that inspires you. Please understand the wider story that it's a part of. So when yeah. I describe that little moment of hope after a crisis in, right. the, in the book of, of Genesis describing Noah... I'm assuming you know the whole story right. about the wickedness on earth and God sending a flood and what that might mean at that for the world at that time, about creation care, about cycl- mm. the, the cycles of life and things like that. It's a much deeper... Yeah. There are so many other issues in, in Genesis chapters 6 through 8, but I, I just picked one, a slice. Yeah. No, and I think, I think have the big picture and then, and then to hone in on one small part and just sit with that. I think that's beautiful. And always, don't hesitate to call your pastors Please. and to say, I've been working reading this. This passage is really oh. speaking to me, but I don't understand the bigger picture. Can you help I me out with love, that? I love when people call me about that I, stuff yeah. because I get, I get into question mode. Mm-hmm. Like I start asking them what they're going through, and I start asking them what it relates to that they've read before or heard right. about. Or I, I love uh, elucidating where yeah. you're at in Scripture. Yeah, and, That's you know, fun. And, and we spent a lot of time and money on our education. Yeah, we kind of did. Yeah, we, we, we love to be able to use it, <laughs> you know, right. so, yeah. That's right. So, yeah, so, yeah, definitely I want to encourage people to continue to look to, if you haven't been looking to Scripture, start looking to Scripture for um, assurance, for comfort, for hope, to be challenged, yeah. uh, to be guided. I think that's a, that's a wonderful thing to do. I you agree. have anything and else, some, Charlie? 
Uh, well, I just think sometimes we as ministers, I don't know if you do this, but I assume everybody is reading scripture the way I'm mm. reading it, like is using it, is relying on it. And people come to me and they, I've heard things like, I want to have a faith like your faith. Like I want to be inspired by this the way you are. Mm. And my, my response is always the same, practice Practice, yeah. practice. If if you don't keep going, if you don't keep using this path, the right. path gets overgrown. You have to keep walking this path in the Bible to to be able to gain that kind of assurance from it. If yeah. you just think you're going to pick up a Bible, like Jonathan said, open the book and dump your finger down somewhere and use that passage, that's not how it works because you haven't built the path to it. You need right. to you need to make that connection with Scripture, yeah, and then it will reward you. Yeah, learning it, learning the stories, learning what's where, the different types of of the of the books in the Bible. That's yeah, right. And definitely. we've also given you a parlor trick because now when someone says, "Where's the story of Noah?" you'll say, "Oh, that's Genesis chapter 6 to 8." Yeah, hey, you're welcome, everyone. There, there it goes. And and if they want to say, "Where's the book of Romans?" you can say New Testament. New Testament. It's yeah. in the New Testament yeah. somewhere. It's in the, yeah, it's near the end. <laughs> Well, I think that's good. I hope people, if you haven't started, it's never too late to start reading scripture. It's like a thank you note. Never too late. Yeah. Well, there is a statute of limitations for some thank you notes. Oh, okay. I'll say that. Anyway. <laughs> you sound, <laughs> sounds like someone wronged you with a thank you note sometime. <laughs> Dear Jonathan, thank you for submitting your thesis. Yeah. <laughs> Five years is just too long. After that, it's, you know, why bother? Okay. If uh, I got a thank you note, if you owe me a thank you note, and I put the word O in quotes, yeah, please. and it's five years on, send it anyway. Yeah. I love them. Well, you're I a nicer person times. than I am, Charlie. Let's just be honest about that. Already established. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so as we move into prayer, mm. um, I have this prayer written by uh, John Calvin. Oh, I've yeah, heard we John Calvin before. He, yeah, he hasn't been on our show yet. He hasn't been on a devotion yet. Welcome, um, John. He's been asking, and, and we his, had John Wesley though, didn't we? We did have Wesley. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, Calvin's been trying, but his prayers mm-hmm. just have been subpar until now. Oh my! I'm not <laughs> yeah. touching that one with the ten foot. <laughs> we have a high bar for our prayers for devotion. Shall no. we follow our previous format where you pray and then I pray and then Calvin sure. prays? Yeah, uh, right. and just for people to know, Calvin was uh, lived from 1509 to 1564, um, part of the second wave of the Reformations. Uh, and is uh, attributed for studying the Reformed theology, and Presbyterians really like him a lot. That's right. They were dying to know that. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, just wanted to give that context. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Let's, let's pray. God, we're thankful to be a people of the book. We're thankful to be a part of the story that you have woven amongst your chosen people that you've brought us into. We're thankful to have Scripture and to be able to turn to it. Give us the courage, Lord, to open your Bible and to read it and to find where we are in those stories. Give us the humility to turn to others and to ask for guidance when we turn to Scripture. Give us the wisdom to be able to stop and to listen to how it is you speak to us through Scripture. And give us the assurance of knowing that no matter how much or how little we know, Anytime we approach your word, we will be comforted. Mm. Wow. Uh, Lord, thank you for your scriptures. And Lord, when when this feels hard, 
when everything feels too difficult, help us to remember that it is always easier to share the load with you. Mm. Bless us uh, as we dig into Scripture again, as we clear away the path that may have overgrown for some of us, as we reconsider the ways that you have given us so many inspiring stories, inspiring people, and uh, and just help us to, to dig deeply. And, and as Jonathan has said, Lord, help us to find ourselves within your stories, because we know we're there and we know you're there. And from John Calvin, Most gracious God, our Heavenly Father, in whom alone dwells all the fullness of light and wisdom, enlighten our minds by your Holy Spirit to truly understand your word. Give us grace to receive it reverently and humbly. May it lead us to put our whole trust in you alone, and so to serve and honor you, that we may glory your holy name and encourage others by setting a good example. Amen. Amen. I forgot to say that Calvin wrote, did not write in a more gender-inclusive language. Hopefully people will forgive him that. You did You did state that his date of birth was in 1501, I believe. Uh, or no, 1509. 1509, yeah. Yeah. So not a lot of gender inclusivity. We're not apologizing for that fact, but it's it's true. Yeah. It's true. It, it, it was not gender inclusive, and we strive to be. Yeah, we do. We do. But I also agree that we don't rewrite words yeah. that are already written. Wow, that's good. I'm glad we're on the same page of that. We're going to walk away from that conversation right now. because <laughs> <laughs> Next week, gender yeah, inclusivity right. <laughs> in worship. Well, I hope, I hope all of you are doing well. I hope we you're do. all... Um, you know, we haven't mentioned that this is... We encourage people to be in your at your kitchen table or wherever when you're doing this, but I hope you're making something tasty. Me too. Yeah. And, and don't forget to send copies of your tasty meals... To Jonathan and I, if you have yeah. that mailing address. Yeah, we are, we're, we're, we're really hungry. I mean, we only made two loaves of challah bread, and I've offered, promised one to Charlie, so that's six people in our house, one loaf of challah. That's not going to If I find through. one bite mark in the challah you heave at me, <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed. Well, I will. <laughs> all right, Jonathan. All right, be well, Great all. to talk to you. <laughs> Bye, everybody.